Victor 91.5, good morning. It's Rise and Stein as we continue on Rosh Hashanah, the year 5779. Ray Haynes, our general manager, is in, as he always teaches on the feasts. You may have seen him at the Church of War, uh, Church at War Hill uh, this past Wednesday night, uh, teaching on the Feast of Trumpets. And each hour, there is a, a different focus this morning. And the teaching notes are posted at the blog at victory.radio. There's also a link at the Risenstein Facebook page. And, of course, there's a link at the Risenstein Facebook page to listen live in case you're getting to your destination <laughs> and you want to throw it on your computer when you get into work or wherever you're going. Part two, the 8 o'clock hour is on the Gospel of the Stars. And we're in the second segment of that, and it's where the graphics really begin. And it's important if you happen to be able to look at them, it'll help it the journey because sometimes it's easier to see things in, in the picture. And that's actually the whole point of this particular teaching. So when the Bible says Jesus was slain from the foundation of the world, it means several things, including that the testimony or story is written into the unit universe itself. Just as the story of Jesus as Redeemer was literally written in the heavens using the constellations when they were made, this is the ancient story. Now, many of the pictures in the sky have been corrupted over the years. There is one that the only one I can actually find in the sky is the Big Dipper, to be perfectly honest. So, um, it's one that I think most people, even children, can go, I see it, I see it. It's called Ursa Major and Minor, and there's a constellation behind it called Boots. All right? Now, due to a linguistic error, the Greeks switched the Hebrew word for bear, D-O-H-V, for the Hebrew word for sheepfold, D-O-V-H-E-N. So now, in our modern day, we have the greater and lesser bear instead of the sheepfolds. It's a little significant. Thankfully, God named the stars, and, and so they have those ancient names, so you can see that this whole bear thing is a little silly. The star at the end of the handle of the dipper means assembly, which is the church in Greek. Two stars on the other end of the dipper mean flock and purchased, hmm. which doesn't really go well with bear. Just behind the fold of sheep is the herdsman boots, which means the coming one. Jesus is identified pretty clearly by two of the stars. One means pierced one, the other prince with God. Wow. Micah 2, I will surely assemble all of you, O Jacob. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together like sheep of the fold, mm. like a flock in the midst of their pasture. They shall make a loud noise because of so many people. So when you see the Big Dipper, remember, God named those stars as part of his story from the beginning of time. And since we are the flock, anytime you look up the Big Dipper, you can go, that's me. You wrote me in your story from the, mm. be from the beginning of time. You wrote me in your story. So here's what God did on day four. Now, I recreated what the, with the, with someone called the Zodiac and took it to the to the ancient days, okay? Zodiac actually comes from astronomy, not astrology. It's zoad, in, or path, or way in Hebrew. It's the way the sun appears to pass through the 12 constellations during the year. They're set up like the, the notches on a clock. The sky is actually laid out like a clock with each constellation marking a number. It takes a month for the sun to pass through each one, so when it makes a full circuit, a year is passed. This was the ancient calendar. And 
that whole thing, let them be for signs and months and days and years. They all had original names that were Hebrew or Aramaic, not mythology. The book of Job was probably mm-hmm. written a few hundred years after the flood, and the Pleiades and Orion are both mentioned by name. The constellations were named before the Tower of Babel. You can find the stars carved on cave walls. The bull is there, Orion is there, in cave art 500 years before Noah's flood without names of mythology, all right? Mm. So this isn't astro- uh, astrology, it's astronomy. It's a study of the skies that God commanded us to do. The specific constellations in, in the zodiac are in Job 38, and he even talks about the constellation figures in Job 26. So the story that Jesus wrote on the stars begins the same time creation does. It's fall, you've probably noticed. We're starting the new year, right? So the story begins in the fall. So if you line yourself up, the fall at Rosh Hashanah is when the sun passes across the Virgin constellation. Mm. Now, the Virgin is Bethula. It's the most interesting to me of the constellations he created. She's holding a branch in her hand and a baby on her lap. But Bethula means virgin. Why is she holding a baby? The constellation is called many names all around the world. They all mean virgin. So in the 8th century, there was an Arabian astronomer named Abu Mazar. He described Bethula as a young woman whose Persian name denotes a pure virgin sitting on a throne, nourishing an infant boy, having a Hebrew name. Wow. In Greek, it means Christos. This is 8th century. Wow. But the kicker, Abu Mazar, was a Muslim, all right? So this isn't somebody trying to make a story up. The first and brightest star in Bethulah is Zara, meaning seed, all right? Genesis 3.15, I'll put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, you shall bruise his heel. And this is the first picture in the story. So you start with the seed, and that's where the story begins. On day 16, when Adam and Eve fell, God had already written their story in the stars. This was before sin. Isaiah 7, the prophet tells Ahaz to ask a sign from God, either from the depths, that's the ocean, or from the height above, that's the heavens. Well, Ahaz refuses. But Isaiah says, God will give you a sign, and God chose the heavens. And here's what Isaiah said, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And that's the first time you begin to hear the rest of the story. And we're going to kick into the next in part three or break seven, 830 coming up. Wild. Whoa. Wild. We're, just, we're just beginning. <laughs> Follow along in the playbook. Go to victory.radio. Click on blog. And you'll see part one from the first hour and part two. We're in the second hour, the Gospel of the Stars. Ray Haynes teaching on the Feast of Trumpets on Rise and Stein at Victory 91.5. Keys Jewelry in business and historic.